Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, Millennials. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the Morning Toast, the final one before my maternity leave. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. I'm feeling somber, sad, depressed, and excited for you, obviously, but... It's because you're you're gonna miss me so much, so much. Obviously, don't get me wrong. I'm human. I'm looking forward to my maternity leave, <laughs> but you know this show is the best part of my day. I know everyone loves it. So a month off is gonna be hard, but you're such a hero for literally only taking a month off. And then I feel like there's been actually a decent amount of confusion. So let's just be super clear. Jackie's okay. taking a full month off starting today. Yes, and there's been confusion because, like, the plans are in flux, and I'm trying to give myself flexibility, so I can't tell you, like, exactly. But, yes, full month off starting today. Then the show will resume. Let me get you a date. Let me get yeah. you the people a date for when the show will come back. I believe it's March 14th. It's March 14th. Monday, March 14th, the show comes back. And for the next two months after that, it's going to be a rotating orchestra of fabulous people. Jackie will show up when she can. And when she doesn't feel like it, she will not be showing up. And I'm going to be bringing in Ben, Taylor Strecker, Brian, anyone who's in town who wants to host. If you're an influencer and you want to come on, do reach out to me. We are going to be needing lots of co-hosts. So if you're listening to this and you think you're funny and great and you have, you know, some followers, please reach out. Yeah, and now with, even with the new interface, like Claude could do it remotely. Obviously, it's best to do a co-host in studio. That's true. But you could get a remote co-host if you know they're worth if they're worth the dial-up connection. Yeah, there's a couple people I have on my radar. I definitely, and I haven't even spoken to them about it. So I definitely want Remy Bader. She's gonna have to do it. Okay. I want um. Oh, do you know Girl Boss Town? No. GBT. I've been DMing with her. She's like an OG breather toaster who blew up on TikTok. She does. She's like a Kardashian. She's worse than us. Like Kardashian diehard. And she does all these like PR predictions on TikTok. And she does like if I was, you know, and then she picks different influencers and celebrities. If I was their publicist, this is what I would do for them. And she blew up and she has really good content and she's a toaster. So I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to reach out to literally anyone who wants to come. So it'll be fun. It'll be a hodgepodge of messiness, which is so on brand. I'm excited to watch it because I feel like being a new mom is actually the perfect format for being a toaster. At least that's what I've heard from Mm -hmm. new mom toasters out there. So on the days where I'm not um, hosting with you, I'm excited to watch and I'll come in as much as I can. I just, you know, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. Don't know what else he's going to be needing. And so I I can't say for certain where I'll be. But you can also, on days you don't want to come in, we can do these types of episodes. Right. So it'll be just, you know, a new journey every day. 
thank you for only taking a month off. I think that's really generous of you. And you could have taken more time off if you wanted. But you are literally so bizarre because you're still here. And I can't even fathom that. Like you and your mucus plug. I just can't. <laughs> well, I'm happy to report that I did get a good night's sleep last night. So I'm Woo-hoo. I'm as primed and ready for my last day as possible. Yesterday was really a struggle for me. I I felt like I got no sleep, but I slept really good last night. So I'm ready to give everything that we have to the show. And I'm really going to miss you guys. I've started to get some DMs from people of like, you know, end of camp vibes. Like, we're going to miss you and we're so happy for you and Elsie. And it's like really making me emotional. No, it's the end of the summer. We're living 10 months for two. Yeah, and next summer we're coming back. There's going to be new campers in the bunk, which is always so exciting. But the bunk won't be this bunk. No, this is the last time we're going to podcast where we're just like two gals living recklessly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so even though I'm so excited for what comes next, it's it's change and it's here. I can't wait, but I have thoroughly enjoyed these last few years of doing what we do, do doing it with you. But life, my, life, life goes on. That is like the saddest thing. I know because you're really like anti-change. Oh, beyond. I know. It, I know it's hard for you. And I, I try to embrace change. I think it's like exciting and there's also like no other choice. But you have That's chosen. True. You have chosen not to in general, not just no. pertaining to me, like in life in general. No, you, life. You don't like change. No, like I just want things to stay like this forever. Yeah. You wish for happiness like this forever. Forever. Oh my God. I'm literally the child from Greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we, we promised to make it a knockdown drag out <laughs> episode. I finally got that phrase right. Right. Knockdown drag out wait, episode. You got that phrase right. And also, we need to say pennies and nickels. The phrase you were looking no, for yeah. was what was the phrase? Pennywise pound foolish. Oh my God, I almost forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> Pennywise, pound foolish. This week I've had trouble like summing up my arguments because the phrase that like applies just hasn't come to the tip of my tongue. But thanks to the toasters, I know that it's knockdown, drag out, and Pennywise, pound foolish. So that's so me. That's so you. You have pregnancy brain by proxy. Um, that's, you know, I'm an empath, so I feel things deeply for other people. And that's kind of what I'm going through. That's also why I've gained weight recently. Like, I'm just doing all of this for you. Thank you so much. It's like brew also. You guys have a lot in common. Both of you are, like, pregnant by proxy. Well, also something exciting that's coming up is Bruno's coming to live with me yes. for who knows how long, whenever mm-hmm. you feel like taking him back. But of course, we have to ease him into the baby. Um, I just do want to let you know, while Bruno will be here, there is a slight chance that my in-laws kidnap him. Like, they have not stopped texting me. Like, when can we get Bruno? Because they love to help out. Like, Theo's going to their house today to um, spend the weekend because I'm going on tour. And they... Are, have not stopped talking about it they're so excited so like there's just gonna be Bruno Bruno's one of those lucky kids who have a surplus amount of people in his life who love him and want the best for him everybody wants to watch Bruno which is so heartwarming for me I'm really that's the only thing that's like bittersweet um that I will be without Bruno. we have just become like so codependent over these last few months 
that he's going to be staying with you, but I know he's going to have so much fun, and I think he's ready for a bit of an adventure. And the timetable, it says, like, I could always just come and get him, like, you're down the block. So it's nothing's permanent. 100%. But I am going to miss Brew while I'm just you know transitioning to bringing everything home but I've gotten a lot of good suggestions from people on how to introduce baby and dog and the suggestion is like to give the dog a blanket that smells like the baby so that they get acclimated to the smell and then when they finally meet the baby it's like oh I know this person and what do I do with the blanket like I leave it in his crate yeah I think leave it in his crate okay cool I have Um, to pack up and I'm also looking tings including heating pad you're gonna have to like set him up nicely well i have i have the biggest heating pad i basically have like a heated mattress so there's no problem but i am actually looking forward i've thought for years about getting a second dog and so like this is really a good test run for me to see if that's even something i could remotely handle and if it's something that theo can handle because i I mean, Theo is a magnanimous king, of course, but I'm really curious as to, like, what the dynamic is going to be like and if he's going to be, like, older brother, if he's going to be like, this is my house, back off, know your place. So I actually have a feeling we are going to return Bruno to you, a different dog. Theo has this calming, relaxed energy, and Bruno is definitely still growing out of his, like, energized puppy zoomy phase and Theo just has this way of calming people down and I think Bruno will definitely feed depending on how long he's here for I think he'll definitely feed off of that energy from Theo and he might return to you like a grown-up boy well the thing is that's so funny is when Bruno is so low like he is so calm chill like beyond when he's with other dogs he gets so excited so like Theo doesn't know calm Bruno because Bruno's so excited to be around him I understand. I do. So if you return him to me any calmer than he is all the time, like, he'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a funny joke, but like, you know, not at all. You better take care of Bruce. Knock on wood, knock wood, knock wood. Um, I will take care of Bruce, of course, but we can't call him Bruce while he's at my house because my in laws, who I was just referring to, my father in law's name is Bruce, and that's just like rude. Also, people get so confused because Bruno's name is Bruno. That is his birth name. But I call him Bruce sometimes, and I also call him Bryce. And people, like, think I'm making a typo, like, in my speech. But, no, these are just the nicknames of Bryce. You know, I was watching Emily Didonato's story, and she named her son, daughter Teddy, or, or, oh, sorry, daughter. um, Theodora. Theodora. And And she calls the daughter Teddy. And then obviously that evolved to Teddy Graham and now she calls the kid Graham and people are DMing her like, is your kid's name Graham? Is his middle name Graham? She's like, no, it's just the evolution of a nickname. It's just the evolution of a nickname. You can't stop it. You can't control it. You can't plan for it either. Like even when we're picking names, it's like, okay, so the kids will call him blank. And it's like the kids are going to call him what the kids are going to call him. We can't predict. Right. Remember when we were deciding what name to come up with for Michaela? And we're like, we're going to call her Mickey. No one's ever called her that. Her name is Kayla Swift, her royal canis. <laughs> like, it's just not Mickey whatsoever. No, it's Kaylor. Like, which Kaylor. is crazy. Which yeah. is crazy. You couldn't have ever told us that that would be her name. So that's why when people are naming their babies and they're like, well, I'm going to name him this so that people call him this. It's like, girl, that ain't how it works. Yeah, it does work for like Jacqueline Jackie, though. Like, yeah, no, of course. But do you think when Emily Didonato was naming her daughter Theodora, she thought she was going to be calling her kid Graham? No, but I did think she thought she would be calling her Teddy. Of course. And I think she does. But it's like Teddy Graham and then Graham. And then in a few years from now, we'll be so have forgotten about Teddy. Like, that's how it works. That is how it works. Yes, exactly. So 
Um, Fun stuff. Also, by the time I come back, like, we'll have a name. And I'm just so excited. I'm also, like, still really up at night, like, wondering what the name of Kylie's baby is. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, wondering if you're 100% sure on your name. So, um, nothing's ever 100%. Obviously, we have to meet Elsie and make sure the name fits. But we have one name that we both really like and... I think that's it. Is that like the one like I know about? Like you yes, change yes, it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we haven't spoken about it in a while. So. Yeah. Because like things have been. Settled. Yeah. No news here. But yeah. I really. I really want to know what Kylie's baby's name is. And I, I don't know when she's going to tell us or how she's going to tell us. Like people on TikTok say she had, she's having twins. I don't know what to believe anymore. She. Oh. That she had twins. Yeah. That would be crazy. I don't think that so. That would be crazy. There was only one so. hand. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then I'm like, but maybe the other hand that we thought was Stormy was the baby. And then I'm like, damn, that's a huge baby. <laughs> yeah, t- these TikTok theories are not it. Out of control. Out of control. Out of control. There needs to be accountability for TikTok theories that are false. Like, Unfounded. You need, to, you need to have to come forward and say, I was wrong. Like, really, you know, get in the public square and and have to admit that you misled people. Just so that you don't do it as frequently. 100%. You know? yeah um we have a fabulous show for you guys today because it's oh my god i totally forgot to sing i know it because even though it's like a you know it's a somber friday because it's your last show but it's also friday so i thought i'd mix it up and do more of like an acoustic stripped down friday love it give it to us friday friday gotta get down on friday everyone's looking forward to the weekend Weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Fun, 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 looking forward to maternity leave. That was nice. A little depressing. Horrible. Yeah, but we are going to need a lot of singing today considering like it's going to have to tide us over for a month. So if you feel the power of song come through you please don't let me stop you also no pressure but like this is gonna be the last episode we leave for a month so when people are feeling like sad they might come back to it so we have to make this a knockdown, drag out show okay okay well we have some really good stories and i feel as though we're capable of doing that so without further ado to do to do wait with a further a further oh, more, there's more ado i wanted to let everyone know that i recently have been drinking a drink from starbucks that i actually find to be quite delicious what is it? So I asked Ben a couple days ago because I wanted to film another coffee review. And with these coffee reviews, for me, now they're just content. Like, I don't think I'm actually going to find anything. So I sent him some, like, recommendations somebody posted on one of my Instagram comments. And it was like, whatever. And I just assume every drink from Starbucks is going to be an iced coffee. So he comes back with one of these cups. And I'm like, what the fuck is a hot drink doing here? But this is what it was. It was a flat white blonde espresso with vanilla. Mm. And might I tell you, it is scrumptious. And on the app, it didn't have crazy calories. It's like just a regular coffee milk, but like, you know, their weird thing. And I think it's quite delicious. It tastes like coffee, but it's not like killing me. So if you want to try this, I think it's quite good. What does it look like when you open it? Is it like white liquid? Well, there's foam at the top right now. I can't see. It's like, you know that meme that's like, what color is your iced coffee? Oh, okay. I see the coffee. It's quite light. Okay. So it's milk. Because it's a shot of espresso and a lot of milk. Okay. Well, I'm just glad that you're enjoying something and that you're having coffee. You're staying caffeinated, hydrated. And even though it's been like six months, you finally found your answer. 
Yeah, but I will keep doing the videos because Gwyneth Paltrow seems to love them. She comments on like a lot of them. And I just feel like for my friendship with Gwyneth, I have to continue the series, even though I do believe I found a drink that I like. A hundred percent. No, you didn't keep going like Gwyneth needs these. And this coffee journey, like, so me and Ben um, filmed an episode of The Good Dish yesterday, I told you guys, and it airs next week or the week after that. Um, And, like, a lot of the segment was about my coffee reviews. They posted a lot of my, like, my highlights of my my coffee segment. And so, like, I don't know. I just think it's good for my brand. So I'm going to keep doing it. Okay, good. Everybody liked it. It was good for your brand. Don't know why you stopped. Glad you're back on the train. Oh, don't know why you stopped because I'm the laziest piece of shit on the planet. That's why. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. Um, I, I actually don't think you are. I can think of people who are lazier. I literally know who you're thinking about. That's how we are so <laughs> simpatico. You know what? That's so crazy. No. Yeah, it is crazy. But it's you also know, not. right? Of course. Yeah. OK. But like, also, okay, I'm not even great. saying you're the second laziest. Like you're OK. So you so you drop the ball in the coffee review. Like it's fine. I know. Um, Thanks for making me feel better about it. So, yes, we have a great show. We're going to recap the Real Housewives of Miami episode that dropped on Peacock last night in the TV recap segment. And then we're just going to do the Fast Five. And we're going to take our time because I don't have to leave for Foxwoods for quite a bit. And I don't know. I just think we should knock down, drag this out. Okay. Yeah. No, a lot of pressure. No pressure. No. But um, if you're listening, like, you know, in a few weeks, you just discovered this podcast. Like, hey, welcome to the toast. Claudia and I are sisters. Yes. That sometimes is unclear. And what's Ben even cr- is not our brother. He's my husband. Ben is her husband. Theo is not her actual son. It's her dog. Yeah. And actually, um, I am older than Claudia, which is really, I think, the thing that really shocks people. And Jackie's having a son, knock wood, sometime soon. And that son is a human. But Bruno and Theo are dogs. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like what you need to know here. And we are full sisters. We're not just like sisters in name only. Like we're sisters 100%. Claudia has a song called 100% also. I also have a book. It's available at girlnojob.com slash book. It's the story. Really a lot of Jackie's in there too. So it's a story of our lives. A story of our career. How we started the show. I also do comedy. Girlwithnojob.com slash tour but if you go to girlwithnojob.com that's kind of the hub you can find out about all the things um so come see me on tour and we do have an instagram account and oh we do just, we swear um, we swear it's just gone for the time being but we're getting really close to getting it back and i do think by the time i mean for sh- hopefully by the time the show comes back the instagram yes. will be back but it should come back like while we're away so that'll be exciting for everyone to look forward to um, yeah i can't wait weeks. yeah i know you're so excited so okay. even though like part of the reason it's gone like is my fault yeah but you live and you learn you live, you and, live you learn. and you learn you know and it's not a mistake if okay. you learned a lesson <laughs> are you ready without further ado for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast i am and today's episode of the morning toast is full of somber but it is brought to you by fit on The convenience of working out from home is really something that I can't emphasize enough. Stop paying to work out. FitOn workouts are always free to use. FitOn is a flexible platform where you can choose from over a thousand easy to follow workouts for all fitness levels, or you can follow a customized workout plan based on your fitness goals. If you're a busy parent or you have a chaotic work schedule, FitOn has workouts that are as short as five minutes. You can always get in your workout and feel good. You have five minutes between meetings, five minutes between changing diapers. FitOn is so flexible, it can really work for anyone. 
And there are already over 10 million people who use FitOn and love it. They have the widest variety of workout styles, including cardio, strength training, toning, Pilates, yoga, kickboxing, bar, and more. So you'll never get bored. You find something you like. If you're a creature of habit like me, you'll do the same one every time. If you're an adventurous person, you could change it up every day. The best part is that you could stream it to your phone, TV, or laptop, and there's no equipment or gym membership required. So there's basically no excuses. They have a 4.9 in the App Store rating and more than 350,000 five-star reviews, and it's been featured in Forbes, Us Weekly, People, Women's Health etc so it's totally free to use you can do it in your house and there's literally no reason not to do it join over 10 million people getting their fit on work out for free anytime anywhere text toast to 64,000 to join fit on for free that's toast to 64,000 t-o-a-s-t to 64,000 message and data rates may apply terms available at fitonapp.com slash terms and those terms apply great thank you claudia our it's first, a pleasure. Yeah, there was doing business with you. Our first story: Adele was on Friday night's episode of BBC One, and she is addressing all of the tings, talking about her relationship, oh. hinting that she is engaged, saying that she wants a child with Rich Paul. She calls her ex Simon her quote soulmate, and reveals regret over what have, would have been a half-assed Vegas show. In her words. So, so I saw a video of her performing at the Brits um, uh-huh. and she's wearing a big ass engagement ring on her left ring finger. Yeah. So she's like perhaps engaged. She's not shying away from that. And she's also revealing that she wants to have another baby, her first with her boyfriend, Rich Paul, next year, as she continued to fuel rumors that they are engaged. She hinted at family plans saying, quote, it takes me a while to recharge and I would like to have more children. I only just feel like I've caught up with my sleep from nine years ago when I had my son. Oh, that's like really scary for me. That was (laughs) nine years ago. That's that doesn't sound right. Her kid is nine. Crazy. Hold on. How old is Adele's son? I mean, if she Angela said was it, nine years old, he was born in 2012. I'm shook. Time flies. Oh, that's pit. really shocking. Beyond. Damn. She also spoke out about the controversy surrounding her Las Vegas show, saying she will reschedule them this year and spoke about her feelings towards her ex-husband in the interview on the Graham Norton show. She said that she admitted her regret at the last minute announcement and insists it would have been a half-assed show if she had gone ahead. But they're working to put together a new show that will be the caliber that she expects from her. So she's standing by the statement and the story that she put out, even though there have been all these rumors flying since then that it had to do with her boyfriend. She was having a breakdown. Um, Okay, so she's standing by. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, I don't even care. Like, when it was happening, it was like crazy because there were people already on the plane finding out and there were people already in Vegas finding out that their tickets are no longer valid. And now I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, but I think all the rumors that were swirling afterwards, you know, about her relationship and just, like, the crying and the pool and whatnot, um, I think this show is, like, meant to, you know, assuage everyone. Like, her, uh, what's the word? Pregnancy brain. (laughs) Her appearance, her appearance on the show is meant to just, like, let everyone know, hi, it's, like, it's still me, everything is fine, Um, I'm sorry about that which happened, but there's nothing nefarious going on. Got it. And, you know, I was for some reason like really targeted with Adele content this morning on TikTok because this weekend we're the Brits and Adele's just like having, you know, she's having a week. She went to the Brits and then she went out to all these gay bars and these drag clubs and the drag queens bought her out on stage and she was shaking her ass and she looks like she's having such a good time. It must be so fun to be Adele. 
yeah, non-problematic no, queen. Uh, pictures from last night, she went to um, an event, Gay Porn Idol, I think it was, and she's like, has is in her bra, having a great time. Yes. She got up on the stage. So I think she's um, having a nice weekend. No, that sounds so fun. You know, I've never been to London. I've never been either. I don't know. It feels like I, like recently everyone's like, we should go to London. I'm like, okay, I've never been. So you should go. I know. I feel like a London summer, ever since I read Something Blue, which takes place in London, I kind of am like, I need to be a London girly. Because you know I love a London boy. I enjoy nights in Camden, shortage in the afternoon. He likes my American smile like a child when our eyes meet. Darling, I fancy you. Took me back to Hyatt, met all of his best mates. So you know all the rumors are true. You know I love a London boy. Boy, boy, I fancy you. Sorry, you did tell me I could sing, and I do feel like I'm already taking advantage. I think that you should, and for anyone who's new here, we do sing a lot on the show, less when we're doing remote podcasting, but I think it's something that sets us apart from our competitors. I do. I completely agree. Like, we are unique. We are not like other podcast hosts, and that's just a little bit about us. Uh, I was going to say, you were talking about reading. You read the new Colleen Hoover book. I've been waiting for someone, a.k.a. you or Margot, to read it and let us know how it is. Um, can you let us know how it is? I'm such a coho girl, but I have two things to say. Like, you know, my genre, and I'm proud of it. Like, my genre of book is, like, corny erotica. Like I Corny, porny. Porny, corny. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Porny Collins show, okay? And so... I don't know if it's because, like, I haven't read Colleen. I read all of Colleen Hoover, like, in a, in a couple months, and now I moved on to bigger and better things. So I don't know if, like, maybe I'm just too erotic now because, like, I've read Tessa Bailey, and her books are fucking wild. But I was like, where is the porn? Like, of course, they had sex, like, two or three times. But there were, like, a couple scenes where, like, they were about to have sex, and then she ends the chapter and being like, the sex was great. And it's like, well, tell us about it. Like, we need to be there with you. So I was like, I don't know if my bar has changed or if this was like a less erotic book, just first of all. But I don't base a book based on the erotica. I don't. I do think, though, that your bar has changed. Oh, my God. I'm like too raunchy for Colleen now. Is that what you're saying? I I think so. I mean, I remember like I think her raunchiest book is maybe like Verity. Would you yeah. say? Yeah. So I, would, I wonder if you read that now, if, if it would if it would meet your bar of, of porn. Tessa Bailey has really, like, she ruined me. She, she raised, raised the bar. <laughs> but then in terms of, like, the, the story, there was no, like, big switch. You know, like, you know, she's this girl and she's out of prison. And then you're waiting to hear, like, why she really didn't deserve to go to prison, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But first of all the plot just like wasn't really there for me I don't really feel it felt so corny and that's like me saying like corny but it's like the bar back and the girl from prison like it was just like too much for me like <laughs> I felt like and honestly if someone were to ask me like what are you reading right now like I felt embarrassed to say that I was reading this book because the <laughs> title is like so mortifyingly like corny Danielle Steele you know Agreed. no we FaceTimed yesterday and you were reading I said oh, yeah. what are what are you reading and you said reminders of him no I believe I said reminders of him <laughs> and that oh, title so I pain. gave it it wasn't bad by any means are you okay I'm just having pain in like my pelvic area and the laughing is hurting but it's it's passed it just passed we're fine a contraction? No, no, not a contraction. Just like things are happening. There's a lot going on in, in the body. 
just remember that today is your last chance to have your water break on the toast. And I'm just, and you know, we only had one ad today. So if you do break it, like the show can end and we could be in a tizzy and it'll be like, Zach, Zach, get the bag. Like we could do it. Okay. I don't think that's what's happening. But just, just be in tune with your body and let your pelvic floor just wide open. Okay. 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 I will do that for you. Um, so it was fine. Like I didn't hate it. And I, I read through it in like two days. Um, I gave it three out of five stars. It was just like, meh. Okay, fair. I'm sorry that it was a disappointment. I look forward to hearing what Snitch thinks because you know she's like co-host number one fan. I don't think she'll like it. Damn. But will she admit it? That's no. a different question. Stubgo, as we like to call her. By the way, for those who are new here, Margo is also our blood sister. She's at Margashray on Snapchat. She hosts a podcast called on The Snapchat. Snapchat? What did I say? You just said she's Margashray on Snapchat. Oh my god, that's so weird. I literally haven't used Snapchat in 35 years. That's that's crazy. She's at Margoshray on Instagram. She's a big time influencer. She hosts a podcast called The Snatchler on our podcast network called Toast News Network. And she recaps The Bachelor. And we call her Snitch and we call her Counselor. We don't know why, but there's a long story. We're just like not in the mood to get into it. Yeah, and we call her Snitch, but not because like of any snitchery that she does or does not commit. It has nothing to do with like being a Snitch. She's just the Snitch. No Sorry. foul play. No foul play here. It's not like she's never snitched, but it's not like she's a notorious snitch or anything like that. Yeah. I'm sure if we looked into it, she actually is a notorious snitch. <laughs> well, now she is the notorious snitch. The notorious S-N-I-T-C-H. Are you ready for our next story? It's really for you, and I'm going to need you to explain to me who these people are. Sure. Taylor Holder? No. Who's oh. that? TikToker who got arrested. Oh, no. What did he or she do? There, oh, it's a boy and there's just so much conflicting like no one really knows what's going on but like all of his friends a couple weeks like maybe a week ago unfollowed him and like everyone was asking what's going on with Taylor Holder and no one would tell us anything and then literally an arrest record came out he was literally arrested in LA like a couple days ago still don't know what's going on rumors of sexual assault but it's not no one knows what the fuck is going on jeez okay um, well no our next story is about two euphoria castmates who are taking their relationship oh yeah looking public with dating rumors and a steamy kiss hunter schaefer and dominic fike were kissing on dominic's instagram story with happy birthday happy birthday um and the internet is ablaze yeah so this is jules and elliot and they actually like have feelings for each other in the show so it's like very on brand um and if you follow dumois or like any sort of like underground like you've known that these two have been rumored to been have been dating for a while so if you're an internet sleuth you saw this picture and you were like oh confirmation but if you have a normal life and you don't spend all your time on your fake instagram account then (laughs) you were probably like oh these two co-stars are dating how interesting and cool this is brand new information that's me yeah yeah and it's always good when co-stars are dating. Are there any other, like, real-life relationships coming out of Euphoria? Because I think that's, like, just what the show needs. There's really not. There, of course, was a brief stint between Zendaya and Jacob Elordi. But now she's, like, so head over heels in love with Tom Holland. He's been spotted many times with Olivia Jade, which is, like, the cutest couple of all time. Um, so, no. Besides this, no. They all are in relationships. Like, Cassie's in a relationship, Sydney Sweeney, with, like, this older gentleman. Um, Barbie who plays Kat is in a relationship. They're all like have their own social lives. There's also been like a lot of whispers about certain things behind the scenes on, on euphoria. Like I know Barbie, I can, I'm sorry. I can never pronounce her last name. Ferreira. Yeah. I, yeah. Who plays Kat. Um, 
she there are rumors that she's like super she's kind of been like cut out of the season it's so weird and there are rumors that she was you know butting heads with the showrunner sam the guy who created the show um so there's no one really knows because it's like very tight-lipped but there's not a lot of like intra cast relationship and dating you know what that's probably good for the like longevity of the show because sometimes when like you get all these like young sexy people together and they're all like running rampant it's not sustainable but if everybody sort of is like coming to work and we're here to work and it's not just like a big orgy I think that's best for the show okay also um because you just reminded me obviously of Riverdale when like in the beginning when all of them were dating each other and then it reminded me of Cole Sprouse and I was on TikTok and I saw a clip from the Lady Gang podcast. Kelty was telling the story of something just that happened to her recently. Did you hear this? No. So I guess she got an acting gig in a Cole Sprouse um, production. And she was like so excited. And she was posting all about it on Instagram, tagging Cole Sprouse. And he messaged her and was like, oh, my God, there are all these like fake production companies like using my name for like all these things. And Kelty's like, so I'm not getting the 30 grand in the movie role. And he's like, no, I'm really sorry. Like there's it's actually like a really big problem I'm having. And she was like crushed. (laughs) She was scammed. Scammed. That's crazy. What did she like send in audition tapes and stuff? I don't know the extent because it was just like a 30 second clip on TikTok and I was howling at the moon. Um, but it's in one of the most recent podcasts of the Lady Gang. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. That yeah, like is something that would happen to Kelty. That's so Kelty. Yeah, that's that sucks. I know. Well, are you ready for our next story? I am. Because Cheer star Jerry Harris has pleaded guilty in the federal child pornography case. Jerry Harris, the season one breakout star of the docuseries Cheer, pleaded guilty to two out of the seven sexual abuse and child pornography charges Thursday, departing from the not guilty plea he entered more than a year ago. So as part of this um, deal... He pled guilty to the two counts, and then the other counts have been dropped. So sentencing will be expected on June 28th, and we will know uh, what's in store for Jerry. But I, this is like the end of the of the, the proceedings the here. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been in jail for quite a bit, awaiting sentence, and I'm sure COVID didn't help with the delaying of that. Um, so what has it been, like two years that he's been in prison? A year yeah. and a half, I think. Because it was like well, that, September of that time 2021. twenty twenty. The time you spend in that time you spend in prison waiting a, a sentencing does count towards your sentence, correct? Yeah, time served. Time served, right? So I'm curious, like, however long his sentence is going to be, like, if he actually might be getting out soon. Let's say he gets like a two year sentence or a three year sentence, he could be yeah. out in six months or a year. The counts that he pled guilty on are receiving child pornography and crossing state lines for the purpose of engaging Mm. in an illicit sexual act with a minor under the age of 15. Yeah, those are bad ones. Yeah. But I don't know how much much time they each, the maximum for each of those um, counts are. So we'll see. But soon we'll know the fate here. That was like the most depressing part of the documentary and just like the whole cheer thing and drama. You see? Cheers going on tour. I did. I, th- I think that's such a great idea. Me too. I wonder if Netflix is involved at all or if it's like a Monica Aldama production. I think Netflix is probably involved. I don't know if Monica could pull that off on her own and also if they're going to use the 
logo. Cheer. Yeah, I think it's a Netflix to do. Or I think that's a really good them. idea. Like, because it's like, where do we go from here? All these athletes, they have such a short period of time where they can like make their money and be famous and be a professional cheerleader. And I think that this is a great idea. Like, think about, and I guess I don't even really know the extent of like how deep the cheer world goes until the docuseries on Netflix. And there's like die hard kids out there who are obsessed beyond belief. And it's kind of like the USA Gymnastics girls, the, the Kellogg tour, right? That's what they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do a tour. I didn't they know do it was a called tour. the Kellogg tour. Yeah. I think. I think it's Kellogg. Um, and so it's actually really smart. I, I would see it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fun. It's just interesting how like this show came out and like how each of the kids are going to, you know, make a career out of it. And I think that this was a natural next step. I didn't think of it at the time when I'm like, well, they're doing cameos and they're, you know, becoming going on Ellen. I didn't think of a tour and I think it's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I think every day about the cameo that you got me from Carlin and how there's the wedding ring, the engagement ring and the suffering. And the suffering. I just laugh to myself. You know what I think about every day? What? The cameo that I got from Jerry Harris. Do you get one from him? Yes. I don't know. I Okay. So right before it was what's it's 2022 two years ago right before my show at the beacon which was my biggest comedy show ever I think it was the toasters who all chipped in and they were like Jerry can you Matt talk our favorite comedian and he was like yes girl you're gonna go out there and you're gonna kill it you're hilarious like we love you and I was like I was shook and it was really empowering and now it comes up in my time hop and I feel nothing but shame time hop is about to get is about to get dark because we're heading into like March 2020 time yeah. hop and it's like right now I'm looking at my time hop life was so good what it what's it's like mid-February yeah yeah, yeah. I think, forgot the date and it was like we yeah, like know. President's Day weekend yeah you went to Miami I went to Palm Beach and we had it's no ba- idea what would happen next it's about to get really bad over there on time hop oh my god I was crying <laughs> laughing from your interview with Sophia Franklin when you mentioned time hop and she said what are you 33 and beyond <laughs> insulting beyond <laughs> It was so funny. Obviously, that's not what she meant, but I was cracking up. I'm still healing those scars. (laughs) That's the worst thing someone could say to you. Overestimate your age. To yeah, for for I mean, in general, it's pretty insulting. But like for you, yeah, because I'm like such a self conscious 27 year old. I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally one foot in the grave. (laughs) (laughs) That's really how I feel. Are you ready for our next story? Which is really a disappointment, and I I really I. I shudder to bring bad news to the table today, but there's bad news in the air. There's already bad news because you're leaving us for a month, so just rip the Band-Aid off. The Beauty and the Beast Gaston prequel is not going <gasps> forward at Disney Plus I heard. for now. Disney Plus's Beauty and the Beast prequel series will not be moving forward at this time. The decision comes as the lead cast of the eight-episode series had been assembled ahead of the planned summer 2022 shoot in the UK. So they were doing like a Gaston origin prequel series at Disney Plus, which is just like a no-brainer of an idea because obviously there's a lot more to Gaston than what meets the eye. Justice for Gaston Mm -hmm. is not being served. According to sources, the call not to proceed with the show was made for creative reasons with the scripts and original music not coming together in the direction expected or running behind schedule. 
With a number of creative elements up in the air and the shoot start already pushed from early spring to summer, a decision was made to put the project on hold. Pushing filming further into the fall was not an option because of talent availability and weather concerns. This is egregious. Just unacceptable. Make it work. Literally make it work. It's egregious for sure, but a part of me is like, if you're not going to do it right amazingly, yep. then don't do it at all. And it I hear seems that. like that's where they're at. Like if the if they had shitty music and shitty screenplay, like nothing would be more embarrassing for Gaston than to be a part of a, a farcical prequel series. Yeah, was Luke Evans involved? Yes, and Fuck. Josh Gad. Fuck. Yeah, this sucks. It sucks. does suck. And I have Especially to Especially as two girls who have been out here using their platform for years about how Gaston was painted in a negative light. He is a hero and a gentleman. Yeah. No, and he definitely, like, he's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody is. Who is, Jackie? Who is? <laughs> but he, he, he wasn't as bad as it was all cracked up to be. He's been through a lot. And we all have. And I think that's a story we could all relate to. Yeah, I agree. And we're not going to be getting this story, and that's really sad. But also, I'm grateful that they're not going to be disgracing Gaston. With with some shitty performance. Yeah, exactly. And so... I agree. I appreciate the move here, but it's not the move that I wanted to hear. And I do feel responsible because it's something that I was excited about, I was looking forward to, and whenever I'm invested in a project, it never gets legs. Works out. So you're saying, essentially, that the downfall of this production can be directly linked to your overall existence my karmic energy yeah yeah if you love something you should set it free because it will get canceled if you don't yeah no it's really true like i have a a long list of things so um you're making a list and you're checking it twice i'm sorry to everyone to take yeah it's okay we forgive you Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is a really crazy story, but also really scary um, with a happy ending, but still really fucking scary? Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard this story yet. A Chicago woman was rescued from a naked kidnapper thanks to Wordle. Yes. Excuse me? Yeah. A naked man crept into an 80-year-old Chicago woman's bed and held her hostage for 17 hours but she was finally rescued after her daughter called the cops because the woman hadn't texted her the day's Wordle answers. And I guess every day, Aww. like, she would text her daughter about Wordle. Um, Denise Hall was asleep on Saturday when a mentally ill man broke into her home in uh, Chicago, according to WBBM. The intruder slipped into her bed while clutching a pair of scissors. She said she was in shock. I was trying to survive. That's all. He said, I won't harm or molest you. He ordered her to take a shower with him in her nightgown and then... They took a bath instead. It's just a really like scary, oh, scary that's ordeal. Such a horrible story for seventeen hours. And because she hadn't texted about Wordle, it alerted her daughter that something was wrong, and she called the police. I mean, this is a horrible story, no matter who it happened to. But just like it being an, an older, vulnerable person, just like gives me the biggest pit in my stomach. Um, and obviously, I'm glad she's okay. But like, this is just every woman's worst nightmare, like ever. Yeah. No, a nightmare. Also, um, at the bottom of the article, it said that Wordle was developed by a software engineer called Josh Wardle. And um, you're kidding. And I'm not sure if that's like a coincidence or if like he called it Wordle because he's Wardle. Well, we should find out if Josh Wardle is single because Homeboy just made seven figures from selling that app to the New York Times. Mm hmm. And, you know, like they're going to make it a paid app. Like that's what they do because they're literally so fucking annoying. That's- and 
I just think I we should all enjoy Wordle before it gets ruined by the New York Times. So like, don't forget to do it today. Tag me in your yeah. results. I'm I'm having a good streak, but like anything else, like it'll fizzle out, and especially once they like do their thing to it. Oh, uh, whatever. Should we do today's Wordle together? That might be like infuriating for people. Why? Okay, if you haven't it done it yet, do it with so us. Long. No, do but it, it with takes, us. You really? But it, th- this could be like twelve minute segment. Well, if we can't get, I can usually get it in like a few like minutes, seconds. Oh, look at you. No, yesterday like, was really hard. Oh, look, okay. they're already making changes to Wordle. Look at the font at the top. <gasps> it's new. No, and also I got this. Oh, and it um, says NewYorkTimes.com. Oh, my God. It says NewYorkTimes.com. You I, see that? Yep, and I just got this thing that, like, explains Wordle. It's like, I've been here. What do you explain? Oh, I get that every day. I've never gotten it every before. Day? I've never gotten it. But okay, now it says NewYorkTimes. what word do you usually start with? I start with to start with the days. same word. I start with roast. I start with great. Okay. We could do yours. We could do yours. Okay, we'll do mine. Roast. Roast. Wow. You guys bust. do it along with us. Okay, but you know what? Oh, Jackie. There's okay, so only an R. I'd like to now. Okay, okay now I let's... think that it, I like price. Price here. Price. Okay, that's good. Okay, not bad. R, C, and E all in the wrong spots. That's so helpful. Oh, um, ch. Cur, mm. yeah. I don't think this Cur- is going to be premium content, Claudia. Me too, because this is like a hard one. And now we just ruined our wordles for the day. <laughs> just, we'll finish later, okay? Okay, we'll finish later. But I thought that would be like a fun thing to do together. But now I'm thinking, wordle isn't a group activity. Like, imagine listening to this in your car. Just two morons trying oh, to get right. the wordle. I guess I forget that not everyone listens to this podcast, like, hundred percent focus like on everything we're saying like they do other things they work they drive yeah but we'll get back to it we'll get back to it later anyways um so wordle saved the day here but this was an incredibly disturbing story yeah very sad i just you know i'm really hating the times we're living in more and more especially like you like it's bad in new york the crime is so bad but also like traveling to other cities for tour like you really see it's it's really bad everywhere the crime is insane yeah and, like, when I go to meet and greets, they're, like, do not walk around here late at night. Like, it's just, wh- why? Like, we- what is going on? Yeah. No, it's really scary. Um, so those are the past five stories. And I feel as though you definitely needed to know them. You needed to know them before you embark on this weekend. And now we will get into our Real Housewives of Miami recap. I feel like we're just, like, dragging our feet because sure. we don't it's want that It's never taken to us end. this long to get to the end of the fifth story. And it's not even like, you know, Kim Kardashian went to the moon. Right. Which definitely is going to happen someday. 1,000%. So the Real Housewives of Miami was kind of an explosive episode because – I just feel like and I, and I want to hear people's thoughts on it because there's obvi- there's two ways of thinking like you understand even though. OK, I'm feeling conflicted because I definitely think Larsa is lying to us about her relationship with Kim. Like Kim didn't, you know, excommunicate her because she knew too much. That's the opposite. What we know about Kim is like people who are loyal to her and have known things about her forever. Like those are the people she values, cherishes and keeps so close to her. So Larsa obviously betrayed that trust. Larsa didn't just get kicked out because she knew too much about Kanye and Kim. Like that's the type of person Kim would keep close. 1000%. That's not why they're not friends. I do sort of feel like but whatever, it's happened, whatever happened between them, it might be like Larsa sees it one way, Kim sees it another way. It's not so like cut and try. It's not like Larsa hooked up with Tristan, even though like apparently Tristan, that's a rumor right. too. Um, I think it's like probably confusing for Larsa 
Because I feel like even when it went down and they all unfollowed her, like, I feel like Larsa hadn't gotten the memo that she was out yet. So it's not like something big happened, but definitely there was some weirdness there. I agree. It's not because she knew too much, um, but things changed. So I do think she's lying. I think she's lying about that. But that doesn't really matter to the situation at hand where Adriana is just being an atrocious, dreadful woman, full of dread. That conversation when she was like, it's my life story. It's my life story. I'm like, what are you yelling like that for? Calm the fuck down. She's so unhinged. And I actually like, I feel sympathy for her because she's such a nobody and she's doing everything in her power to be relevant and she can't get arrested. No, she is so out of control. Like that dinner was humiliating. Like, first of all, even if Larsa was like still friends with them, like it is, it is weird. No one wants to like bring it up to her face. Like Kim Kardashian is like the most famous person in the world. And like, if Kim saw these, this episode, like she would literally cringe so hard. And like Larsa's sitting there like knowing that. And also yeah. Adriana's telling this like dumb, inappropriate story about like, Disgusting. why were you in the men's room? Like walking in yeah. on Kanye. How many times did she say Kanye West penis in the episode? 45? Like it was so. A thousand. It was so unnecessary, and she's, like, embarrassing Larsa intentionally, and we all know that it's uncomfortable. Like, I was sitting, I'm uncomfortable, like, knowing that, like, you're talking about your ex-best friend and her husband, the dynamics are, like, so weird. Adriana and Larsa aren't even close, and Adriana's just, like, a deranged woman overall. Sociopathic, like, literally a crazy woman running around screaming Kanye's penis. There was nothing for Larsa to do other than to get up and leave. I thought Larsa handled herself perfectly, like, being like, please stop talking about this at first. Then being like, these are my friends. This is a sensitive subject. I don't want to talk about this. Like, I felt like she tried. And Adriana was just like, there was no speaking to her. And so Larsa had to leave. Because Because regardless of what the topic was, let's say you're at a girl's dinner and someone brings something up and someone just chimes in and is like, honestly, I don't feel comfortable. Can we change the subject? Um, Imagine not doing that. No. With someone you've been friends with for 10 years. Digging your heels in more. Right. What did she say? She said that 10 years ago, Larsa was talking shit about Kim in her interview. Yeah. And I feel like she was referencing a moment on the show. Like in 2011, Larsa said. They would have showed it. Yeah. I was waiting for them to show a clip. No, she will just like say anything. And now she's like using, I guess, Larsa. I mean, maybe this was her last ditch effort to get a mojito and be a full time cast member. Um, So she was like, I'm going to bring up the thing that everyone's talking about, which is like, why isn't Larsa friends with the Kardashians? But as a Kardashian stan, like, I don't need to, like, it made me uncomfortable. Like, there's nothing here that I need you to pick apart. because it's just like really, really awkward. And when I think back on the Kim and Larsa friendship, I do remember like a lot of the friendship was surrounded around their kids. So I definitely understand Larsa being like, my kids used to play with his kids and you're out here talking about his penis like it's just disrespectful and it's inappropriate. And I think any human being with like a modicum of grace and elegance and manners would know that that's just like not appropriate. Yeah, and then when she goes to Gertie's event, which was so nice, mm-hmm. by the way, and it was like, <gasps> oh my it was god, bothersome that Larsa like came off in such a bad light because I really like her. I wish she showed up on time and also saved the conversation for another time because just to come in and like be a part of the drama is just not a good look. But Adriana, like mm-hmm. again, even when she was recounting the situation to Alexia, I had dinner last night with Lying. Larsa. I had dinner last night with Larsa, and she went like crazy on me. It's like, what did you do? 
You crazy. No, wait, woman. She, she she said, I went to dinner with Larsa last night. She blew up at me for no reason. And Alexia's like, for no reason? For no, right. Like, everyone has Adriana's number, but she's so irrelevant that it, like, doesn't even, it's not even worth talking about. But because she keeps bringing up Kanye's penis, like, Larsa needs to talk to her about it. And then it looks like next week she's bringing up Kardashians again and Larsa leaves again. And it's just like, stop. No, and it seems like next week there is this, like, coming comeuppance with Larsa because obviously Julia's mad at her for saying the thing having a baby out of wedlock Adriana's obviously mad at her for a multitude of reasons Gertie's now mad at her for starting the fight at and coming late to her event um so it's like Loserville ganging up on Larsa but I'm still team Larsa oh so am I by the way and I I feel like Lisa and Alexia are this is so uncomfortable for her and she's handling it in the best way possible um yeah I mean I think she signed up with the show knowing like at some point this conversation was going to be had like what the fuck happened with you and the Kardashians but I don't think she ever for once thought it would come from Adriana saying Kanye's penis is big and thick yeah agreed like if she were having lunch with Lisa and they were just like talking about old friendships like Mm -hmm. perhaps she could have shed light on it then but the way that it's coming up and Adriana's just like grasping at straws and you know what like I definitely had some preconceived notions about Larsa. Like, for her, you know, she was, like, super rich in Miami and then moved to L.A. and became, like, so famous with the Kardashians. And now she came back to Miami. And I definitely would have thought, like, she had this kind of air about her. Like, I think most people would. Like, you just feel like you're better than everyone. Like, you've hung out with the Kardashians for multiple years in a row. Like, I would think I was better than you, too. Like, I get it. But one of the biggest takeaways I've had from knowing more about Larsa on the show is she's actually not like that at all. She's very quiet and she's very sweet and she's very lovely and she's polite. So... Adriana being like, you came back here, you think you're better than us. Actually, Larsa doesn't act like that at all when I would have expected her to. Like, and so Larsa saying, no, maybe you feel that way about yourself, but it's not anything I've ever done. Like, I don't give off that vibe that I think I'm better than everyone. She's nice to everyone. I completely agree. She's nice to everyone. She doesn't talk down to people. If anything, other people in this group have that issue. I don't feel like she treats them like she's better than them. I feel like for some of the women, they feel like maybe, you know, if we weren't filming, like, you don't want to be my friend, you don't care about me. And that's probably true. But that's um, all these all these shows. Yeah, but like, are, you're not going to want to be friends with everyone. Sorry. And there are people on the cast who it seems like she is friends with in a, like a more authentic way, like Lisa. So it's like level up or we're not going to be hanging out off camera. Level up or get the fuck out. Also, Lisa and Lenny's relationship was just cracking me up last night. I know people think they're like going through it, but I actually thought their confessional um, bickering was really funny and cute. Yeah, I think, like, it's extremely brave to put your bickering out there as someone who's bickered publicly many times. Um, People are so mean and they're so quick to judge, even though, like, half of marriage, half of a successful marriage is spent bickering. It's just life. So there was nothing in those scenes that made me really uh, worry or question their marriage. I thought it was traditional bickering because Lisa was like, yeah, you know, he was a lonely child and it was definitely – kind of lonely for him and he was like well I wouldn't say that but you know I wished I think it would have been better if I had a sibling which is basically what Lisa said like yeah no it was really funny and on the one hand I'm like if you can be like honest about your bickering and you're not hiding it and doing it in the shadows then it's extremely healthy but then I do think about Adrian and Paul and how they that was not bickering Jackie (laughs) that was full-blown assault like the way they would just come at each other over plates like that was not cute confessional bickering that was a full-blown divorce 
Okay, because they were like before they were getting divorced, they were like the bickerers. No, and then no. <laughs> I, I, as a bickerer myself, I don't relate to those two people whatsoever. They were never bickerers. They were always taking things so far. Bickering is not like they used to make these grand statements like. Oh, I don't know why I'm here in the first place. Like, that's not what bickering is. Bickering is like, oh my God, you're so fucking annoying. Like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I just always associate them with bickering. And I'm like, well, then maybe it's not healthy to bicker in the public. No, your association is incorrect. Okay, okay thank you for clearing that up. Because I didn't know how to reconcile my two ethoses here. No. Um. So how many episodes are there? And is there a reunion? I think that was like the ninth episode. There is a reunion. It's already filmed. I wouldn't be surprised if oh. like... Uh, no, next week's probably not the finale, uh, but I think it's coming up. Actually, I don't know. But they did film the reading. You think Alexia's wedding is going to be filmed? No, because they wound up getting married in December. Oh, like just recently. Yeah. The August thing didn't go through. I mean, how could it? There's nothing. It's July and there's no venue. Gertie put on quite an event. That Haiti uh, charity event was... It, I was like, oh, I would let this bitch plan my wedding in two seconds. The lighting for the fashion show was beyond. The fashion show was sickening. And we've been to a lot of fashion shows and a lot of charity events in Housewives Universe. And it's pathetic. Do you remember OC Fashion Week on the boat? Like, beyond. A hundred percent. The fashion show, like, the fashions were sickening. It, it reminded me of Project Runway. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. No, it was so, so well done. And I agree. Doing a, a fashion show on a Housewives franchise is brave it's it's brave and she knocked it out of the park the event was amazing and i just wish like people Agreed. weren't mad at larsa i know because honestly like i'm not i'm not feeling like she deserves and i hope that like the og girls like lisa marisol alexia i hope they stand up for um larsa next week yeah but adriana is like also an og and i don't but they don't this- claim her at all they do not claim her at this point i don't think they knew that she wasn't going to be a housewife I didn't even yeah. realize that she wasn't a housewife until you said it like this week when we were recapping. It was the first thing I realized because I was beyond confused because she was in the opening scene with uh, Lisa Alexia Marisol. They had like all the OGs and I'm like, but she's not holding a thing in the opening credits. I was beyond confused. Yeah. And she has confessionals. Right. Like Kiki doesn't have a confessional and Kiki's a friend of. Mm-hmm. No, I think they had every intention of making her a housewife and then she stunk up the joint. I can't stand her. Like, I really can't. She's just like, she's one of those people who's just beyond wrong, which is not a crime, of course. But to speak with such conviction about your wrongness, that should be illegal. Can't stand. I was pulling my hair out watching last night. Like, I, it was peak. Like, we've been saying, like, she's, you know, the woe. Like, she makes no sense. And nobody even, like, gives her, pays her mind with all her nonsense. But it was just, like, on a whole other level last night. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the end of the show. I just wanted to give you a few seconds to see if you wanted to break your own water, Kurt, like so we could just get it on the podcast. Um, I wouldn't know how, so I'm sorry that it didn't happen. I know you would have just loved push that. really hard. <sighs> I just broke my own water. Push. That's not how it works. That's not no, how kidding. any of this works. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> learning so much about how it all works. I know, but it's a lot of just waiting around. Which is my least favorite thing to do. Um, so before we wrap up, Jackie, is there anything you want to say to the toasters before you become a mom? Like before you leave us and come back a totally different woman? I mean, just thank you everyone for being a toaster. This has been, you know, 
it is a dream and I'm excited to bring a fresh perspective when I come back and share everything and learnings etc and go on this next chapter with all of you I'm I'm excited for the future and it's just it's crazy it's it's emotional but also everything makes me emotional so for sure um okay so I guess I wish I had like more powerful words but perhaps when I come back the words will flow I just you know there's a lot going on right now in search of your mucus plug you're obsessed obsessed with my I just found out what that was and I'm just beyond obsessed and then I googled it and deeply regretted looking at the images yeah I did not look at google images I just looked at you know the factoids it was beyond um okay so like bye I guess like it's over yeah we're wrapping up we're wrapping up let's lead us out Claude oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous path hold the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave <laughs> or the land of the That was just, it felt right. A national anthem moment. Paying respect to our country, to you, to motherhood. To the Super Bowl. Watch out, Mickey Guyton, because that's going to be hard to top. You know, I thought that was actually pretty good. It was really stunning. I think everyone is quaking right now. Um, That was really unexpected and beautiful. Thank you for leading us out in such a way. Do you know why I did that? No. I just had to make it about myself for just one last time. (laughs) Okay. Jackie, we love you. Good luck. Godspeed. We'll be waiting for you with open arms toasters. It's only a month. Don't worry. Read a book. We'll be back in a month. Jackie, me, co-host Ben, Brian, anyone you want to see, DM some of your favorite Instagrammers and be like, they're looking for co-hosts. Please reach out to Claudia. Like, I really need help. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us The Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. 
Hope you guys have an amazing amazing month off, Jackie. I love you. Love you, you Claude. I mean, I'll talk to you in two fucking seconds. (laughs) Um, But Toasters, I love you. Thank you so much for all the support and love and all the advice and just nice messages over the last few months. It's really been, um, it's been wonderful. So we will see you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Love ya. Bye.